0: Hey, Seven Mile Road. Hey. It's Sarah here with Matt. Uh, it's a new month. So yes. we're here with your update for October.
1: Is there still a coronavirus pandemic?
0: Uh, yeah. Read the newspaper. Check, check your uh, Instagram. Uh, there most uh, definitely is. All right. Um, but church is still happening. Yes. So can you talk about what's happening on Sunday mornings?
1: Yes. So we're keeping pace like we would in any circumstances. We are taking the Lord's day beautifully, seriously. We are building the rhythms of our life and our week around it is not just our delight, but it is our duty to worship God. And we kind of do that 24-7 in everything, but we also do that in a specific, unified, altogether awesome kind of way uh, on Sunday mornings. And so that's still a sacred place for us that we've built our lives around, and we are wanting both our experience of a gospel-centered liturgy and our experience of hearing the Word together to just be a ballast for our soul as individuals Mm. and as a church. So in the month of October, we are going to be pressing in that time in the Word into this beautiful, short Mm -hmm. book, story, really, that is called Ruth in Your Bible It could probably be called Naomi, Ruth, and Boaz (laughs) to be more appropriate, but she got named for it, and for good reason, and we're just going to swim deep in those gospel waters. Uh, On October 4th, we're kicking that off, and so I'm not going to steal any thunder from the morning together, except to tell you that this is a glorious love story, which we could use right now, Mm. but it's not what you would expect And in a beautiful way, it is a gospel love story to boot. So if you have time this week, read that book of Ruth. It's four chapters. It'll Mm -hmm. take you not that long to read or listen to because we're going to immerse ourselves in the story for the coming months and just kind of squeeze it of all the goodness and the grace that is in there. So that's what's coming up for the ministry of the word in the life of this church, All that the Spirit would say to us through this just amazing Older Covenant story slash book.
0: Yeah, so that's what's happening these upcoming Sundays. Um, And this is just a reminder to to come. Don't don't think, oh, if I come, I'm taking someone else's spot away. We want you in church. We want to see you in Melrose.
1: Really, on the Sunday mornings, it's already half empty just with dead air. So then filling up the other half of the space with men and women and children who are part of the family of this church to be gathered to worship God uh, is so helpful. In other words, to have every space that could be occupied, occupied. And if you haven't been yet, we've got these sections six feet apart and have simple protocols for safety that are happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But you are invited to come be with us. Like Sarah said, please don't think, oh, I'm going to be taking a seat. If I if I come this week, uh, we'll let you know if for some reason something awesome like that happens and mm-hmm. every one of the last possible sections we could fill are filled. But don't let that slow you down. And both of us would say there have been a number of families who have been coming with younger children. Mm-hmm. And I mean like pre-K, K age. Mm-hmm. And they have been fantastic. I mean, a ton of them just get right through it with yeah. their pen and paper and whatever they're working on. And uh, if I get kind of loud up there, they they look (laughs) up at me like, hey, what's going on? And even the littler ones, like it is not a distraction to your preachers to have babies and infants and young children in the room when they're preaching the gospel. It is energizing. And so if those things would be holding you back, please don't see them as hurdles of coming to be with us physically gathered together under the Word at the table on Sunday mornings. Totally.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, but on the other on the other hand, if you do have to stay home, yes. then we've still got, you know, that YouTube live stream every Sunday morning, ten AM. So if you're not able to join us for whatever reason, online is still an option.
1: And everybody has told us the speaking and singing is loud and clear. The I don't know how he pulled it off, but Bita getting the <laughs> screen to appear, screen in screen yep. is very helpful. And so we want, if you are home in this season, the experience to be clearly visible and clearly audible to you. If anything is messing with that, just circle back with Sarah and we'll keep hustling at it.
0: Yep. Yeah. There's always room to make it a little better. But since June, I think we've gotten we've come we've come a long way from what online service looked like in June. Yeah. Um. So that's Sunday mornings. Yes. But then kind of, you know. The other part of our regular church life is gospel communities. Yes. Um, We've recently put just about a 100 of you (laughs) into five five gospel communities. Um, So, Matt, can you talk about what that's looking like?
1: Yeah, so our gospel communities are the backbone or the ground war of discipleship in the life of the church. And that's the space where we are known and can know people. That's the space where we can both Share life in a way that we are invested in each other's good, just in the simple details of life. Meals, mm. ride to the airport, babysitting, celebrating wins, crying through losses, just sharing life together with that crew of people. And also um, opening the word together, being in prayer together, sharing life together at the soul level. So we have very large gospel communities this year. <laughs> And it's okay. There's a way to do that well. The stated expectation is that we will be multiplying gospel communities in the spring, summer, and beginning now to think, how can that be done really well? So if you are committed to the church, it's a 99% chance that you are successfully connected to a GC if you wanted to be. If not, circle with us on that. And if you are totally brand new jump on the website under Gospel Communities and you can start the process of getting connected. And every Gospel community has its own meeting rhythms and is figuring out remote backyards, what happens in about a month when it's going to be probably too cold to sit out unless you're a warrior for a two-hour conversation in the backyard. So we're going to figure all that out as this all unfolds. Um, But please be committed to the people in that setting for their good And watch the good that happens to your soul by disposing yourself that way.
0: Yeah. So we've got an exciting thing starting next week, Uh, every Wednesday in October. Yes. We are holding 101 Nights is what we're calling them. We've done this the past few years. Um, Matt, what is that? Why are we doing that?
1: As the name communicates, (laughs) it's kind of like an intro or a first, first open door deeper into the life and the mission of the church. Mm -hmm. So if you are new and you have questions about the gospel or are coming to believe the gospel or are all in on the gospel and you know that you need the context of community and specifically church community to grow in that, to ask those questions, to deal with your stuff, to be loved and discipled. um, This is why we're building this church and this Mm -hmm. family of churches for that purpose. But none of that happens if you don't um, dive in with all you've got. Mm -hmm. And so 101 Nights is a way of saying, hey, this is who we are and what we are going for and what it looks like to be in this fray with us. It's four Wednesday nights. It's six to eight with a hard stop at eight, so you can get back to where you got to be. We are providing dinner for you at 6 o'clock, so mm-hmm. that first half hour is for you to eat. And we are providing child care for you. If for some reason we exceed the 10-child mark, we'll figure that out. But as of now, based on our invite list, it looks like everyone we want to come would be able to have their kids cared for for the 90 minutes to 2 hours safely. Yeah. And we will work through a progression. We'll start with the gospel. What is it? And how do I respond to it? Then we'll move to, what's the culture of this church? What is essential that if I'm here, this is just what it's going to feel like? Then we'll move to, what do we do as a church? Mm. What, does, what, what does it mean to do to do church together? What are those rhythms? And then lastly, it will mean, what does it mean to commit to a church? What is the church's commitments to me, and what are my commitments to the church? And the dream is that on November 1st, there's 15 to 25 new people who are saying, I belong to Mm. Jesus through his grace. And therefore, I belong to his church. And I know what that means and I am all in. So that's the aim of those nights. If you are new and you are not a member of the body of Christ gathered at Seven Mile Road Melrose yet, do everything you can to make these four Wednesday nights work this week and you will not not regret the learning or the relational connection that happens in that setting. And then one other thing. If you've been around for a while, we would love for a few of you to come be with us. One of the funny things when I talk with people, I always say, hey, here's my pitch about the church and why I love it and would be a part of it even if I wasn't an officer of the church. Um, but I'm one of the pastors, so mm-hmm. like, of course I love it. So I always say, Ask anybody around here. There's 120 people you can ask or 100 kids you can ask (laughs) and see what they think, what their experience has been, why they are here. And so your presence on these nights would give an immediate ability for someone who's not a staff member or an officer pastor of the church to share their story and make a connection at that level. So if that's you, circle with Sarah and just say, hey, I can be there or I can be there a couple of these nights and i'm just available to sit with whoever and love on whoever that would be a great sign of hospitality to new people
0: yeah um and if if that is you if you're thinking oh i'd love to be a part of that just shoot me a slack or an email um, you should have gotten a personal email invitation if you are new, kind of within the past six months or a year. Um, if you haven't received that, just let me know. Yeah. If you're thinking, "Hey, that sounds interesting. I want to know more or I want to come," just shoot me an email or a Slack. We'll we'll get you we'll get you hooked up to to come to that. Um, and then next on the list, did we say free dinner? Yes, and everything's and free, free. Child care, free dinner, yeah, free child care. Um, And it'll all be done safely, socially distanced, all the things.
1: We're trying to remove any obstacle that would keep you from getting there, Mm -hmm.
0: 100%. Yeah. Next on my list is in, I think, just about two weeks, we are taking a crew of middle schoolers up over the border into New Hampshire Yes. um, on a student ministry Toanipi retreat. It's going to be a ton of fun. And um, yeah, can you tell us more about what that's going to look like? Yes.
1: I know I always give these long answers, but vision first. So we have this dream that just an army of kids would grow up in the life of this church and not hate it, and I'm not setting the bar really low, but I mean that they would be like, oh no, I loved growing up and growing in the gospel in the life of that church. I was valued, I was seen, I was loved, I was invested in. It was fun. Jesus was big. Like, how do we just do and be at church where that happens? Mm. So we're always trying to answer that question at every level of the life of the church. And here is one of them. So these kids who are in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. So first of all, they're little but not super little. Mm-hmm. So it is so much fun for them to get their own 24-hour overnight retreat thing. Mm-hmm. And they just feel so big, <laughs> like they got friends of their own and all of that. So we we in love, we create that space for them. They love being there. The time, basically, like everything in student ministry, has a one-two punch of gospel um, because what could be more joyful and better to do than to swim more deeply in who God is and what he's done for us and does for us and setting that agenda in their souls to mm-hmm. say this is central to what it means to be alive for me and fun. So 50 things that go down in those 24 hours mm-hmm. that are memory making and smile bringing and just a delight for them. So that's what that is all about, that rhythm in the early fall to get these kids away. Um, for this to work, we have... Parents come with them. So sometimes both, sometimes one is able to accompany them. And not just that, but if those parents have younger siblings, so the, the program, quote, is for the 4th, 5th, and 6th graders. But if you are a dad or a mom and you also have younger siblings, you can bring them with you. Mm-hmm. And what happens generally is that the program is run by the folks who are on the student ministry team. And then the parents and the younger kids are available to help with whatever, mm-hmm. but also can kind of fade to the background and go enjoy the grounds and relationships without interfering with what's being accomplished there. Yep. So we would love families to go, I'm, we're doing it together. And then one wrinkle for this year, COVID wrinkle, mm-hmm. the billionth, <laughs> is typically... All the boys and their leaders and all the girls and their leaders would crash into one of their giant rooms and just have an incredible, almost sleepless night <laughs> together. So we're not doing that. So we're going to sleep people by immediate family. Yep. And we've got our run of the whole grounds. So there'll be plenty of bigger rooms for families to crash in, however many you come with. Yep. Um, we're also working on a plan that if we have a 4th, 5th, or 6th grader or your son or daughter wants to come and it is not possible for mom and dad to attend with them. We're working on a way in some of these larger rooms to have them to be able to come and be safely chaperoned and sleep 10 feet plus away from anybody else. Yeah. So the events and all that will be properly social distanced if indoors or out. And then the sleeping, we, we don't want anyone to not come because they immediate family can't come with them. Yep. And so we're figuring out with Toe Nippy, with New Hampshire, with us, here's how that could happen. Cause we're also not going to have a fourth grader, you know, sleep in a room by themselves. Yeah. But these rooms are giant and there should be plenty of spaces available for a standalone attendee to be properly cared for. So don't let that slow you down from signing your kid up to come and be with us at this time.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I can attest, I've been the past few years. It really is so much fun for the kids, for their parents. It's just an awesome 24 hours. Who wouldn't want to come and, you know, enjoy foliage in New Hampshire and time with other 7-milers? And it really is great.
1: And the team works so hard to make the 24 hours fruitful. Mm -hmm. So just to watch their work hit the ground running is also such a great joy. And, uh, right, this is not rustic. This is not, you know, I'm in the middle of the woods in something that was built in the 20s. Perfectly comfortable. And in the mid-October, probably be nice during the day, a little bit brisk at night. But the whole thing is just a sweet setup. So anyway, what we're saying is if you are a parent of a 4th through 6th grader, make this happen from the Friday into the Saturday. And if you are unable to attend yourself, we will find a way for your son or daughter or daughters or sons to be transported and cared for so that they can experience this with us. Yep.
0: Yeah. So we have been moving forward in this fun project we have. Um, It was kind of a big idea. Will it happen? Is this actually feasible? And it seems like it's actually happening. Um, So we've met with an architect. Yes. And we got some plans to redo the front entrance of our church building. Uh, Yeah, tell us about that.
1: So the architect is fantastic. And she has met with not just Sarah and I, Mm -hmm. but I think there was four other folks from the church who came and sat with us. Yep. To talk about the essentials of what we're going for. I think we summarized it with um, improved... Aesthetics. Yep, aesthetics. (laughs) If you walk up to the building, you know that (laughs) needs improvement. Uh, Hospitality. Hospitality, so that it would be not just pretty but warm. Mm -hmm. Um, Functionality, so not just pretty and warm but useful Mm -hmm. for a bunch of different settings that we would be out in that space. And so we asked if she could do some plans that would strike on functionality, hospitality, and aesthetics. And she gave three or four or five initial ideas yep. and that little team vetted that with her for a couple of hours and we got excellent news from the building department that um, there are not exceptions. There are leniences mm-hmm. on typical setbacks because this isn't structural building stuff. It's just patio, decking, stairs. So it looks like the, footprint that, that we were hoping for is gonna be possible. Yeah. And then she came up with a great way to connect it to the walkway on the Linfells Parkway. Yep. So she is in the process now of taking our feedback, taking the building department's guidelines now that our plot plan is done and saying, this is what's possible and I think this is a way to get at everything that you're getting at. So we're waiting for her to give us those plans back. We'll do one more meeting review with that team and then move to let's get a contractor in here or three and (laughs) say, what would the cost be to take this dumpy entrance and make it this fantastical one? Yeah. And then see where we're at from there.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to come together really well. It's going to just be beautiful and inviting and functional. We can meet out there. We can eat out there. We can just, you know, be together, especially when. Coronavirus is over and we can pack a bunch of people in there.
1: Yes. So if you you (laughs) thought we forgot about it, uh, just remember this, a process like this takes months. Yeah. Plot plans have to be executed and approved. Building department has to review schematics. The architect, you know, is juggling a bunch of projects. Mm -hmm. So it's on a fine pace. And really, you know, this was never going to get done before it got cold. So we're talking about what if as the temperatures re-break the 50s and 60s in the early spring that this entrance is ready for us to begin to step into. So anyway, that's where we're at. There's always bumps in the road, but this has not been stopped. And in fact, some of our fears have been alleviated, Mm -hmm. which is great.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So that's all I got. That's what October is going to look like and feel like around Seven Mile Road.
1: Yeah, we're paying attention to everything to do with coronavirus. Mm. Um, I found out now that there's steps within the phases. Mm -hmm. I thought that was sneaky. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And so we just have our finger on the pulse of that, and we'll stay in immediate conversation with our membership as things develop or don't. I think just generally... Right. It's it's very hard to 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 have a good strong beat on any of yeah. this, but I think in general there's a a wanting to at the levels way above us to say hey let's see what happens when it actually gets colder mm. and people are outside less and all of that. So we're we're trying to forge a faithful path within that, and we'll keep doing that, and that may look differently uh, with twists and turns. But we are prayerfully and carefully being aware of it, both as our church. And as a family of churches. Yeah. I guess the one other thing I would tag on the end is um, just so that everybody is aware, our congregation that's, you know, replanting that church in Malden, Mm -hmm. they've been uh, told no from the schools indefinitely. And none of the other churches that they've talked with in Malden have been amenable to them using their space. Yep. So for the short term, they've got to be physically back together. Yeah. So Dan and that crew are going to be coming up to our space on Sunday evenings, starting October 4th mm-hmm. and um, doing their thing. They're going to pilot it and see how many people come. I know there's like a little geographical mental barrier mm. of people coming above Malden for something. <laughs> But yes. anything for them is better than nothing. And so, so glad to create some space to host them in this immediate season. Um, so that will not affect our life in any way, shape, or form as Melrose. Yeah, But know that we're loving one of the other churches in our family by making our space available to them. And mm-hmm. again, it's their space too. And all of that beautifully gets worked out in the details. But just be aware of that. And I mean, be praying for them. I, I would love if their first time up here was a delight. And even if it's just a less than perfect bridge, that there's real gospel movement in unity and mission for them as well. So that'll be starting up in October also.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think that's it. Happy October.
1: Yes. Let's do it.